0: I'm actually proud of you for doing that, because for anyone who doesn't know, Wes is still sick, (laughs) So, and he probably has strep, so just for you guys, he did probably the worst thing he could have done for his throat right there. That was just for you guys. That was just for you. Um, It's because I love the people, people. man. Yeah, we did post on our socials last week that we were going to miss because he was feeling a little bit under the weather. Unfortunately, he's still under the weather, but well enough to crack out episode three. Wow. Apparently I have a apparently I have a throat injury too. I've just had it since puberty. And yes, I said puberty.
1: Fucking <laughs> <laughs> right you did. Fucking right you did. Yeah, I might
0: crazy. be the only person in Philly whose voice cracks that's like over ten. Oh my god, um, dude. I
1: love I fucking love every second of it though.
0: Yeah, it's never gonna go away. You're killing me, man. I love it though. But we are going to start off this week. It's a little bit of a somber note, but we're gonna start off with the Phillies because their season is over. So we're just going to get a lot of stuff out of the way there. But, you know, it. Um, we Look, should be proud of where we got. And,
1: and we that's are. what I was going to say. You know what I mean? Like, so um, the way that I'm looking at it, to be completely honest with you, is the fact that this is a team that in the first month of the of the season fired the coach. You know what I mean, you, you, you fired the manager. Joe Giraldi's gone. Giraldi? And,
0: <laughs> huh? I thought you said Geraldo.
1: No, 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 no! I said Girardi. Girardi, oh, you did okay. My bad. Yeah. So then Rob Thompson, uh, Rob Tom, uh, Thompson, sorry, comes in, uh, Philly Rob, as he is now belovedly called, and things just start picking up. Like, they, like, like I said before, dude. Yo, they were they were doing all of the right things, and then when the trade deadline came, they did even more of the right stuff because they moved all this shit to get all the right people, and everything lined up perfectly because. Who would have actually thought that we would have been in the World Series? We had to win two games in St. Louis. Did it. We had to win three out of five games against Atlanta. Did it. Then we had to go ahead and win five games against the Padres. Did it. And then we had to go ahead and try our hardest.
0: We had to win five games against the Padres? Was it five games? they They changed the rules. We had to win a fifth game to win the series? You realize we still only look, have to win four games. Okay, fine. Remember, games, Wes fine. is still a little bit under the weather, so we're going to cut him some slack. But I was like, you, "Damn, you really, really don't have really to, make, it's all good." You're just about to say, "Damn, you're really making the, the Phillies case for uh, for having a damn good season." It's like, "Damn, we had to win two here, look, three there. We won five here, and then if we would have just won six games, we probably
1: could have won the World Series." Look, we only need to win <laughs> X amount of games to win the whole fucking thing. It's just the fact that I got my numbers wrong. Okay. <laughs> damn it! Damn it! No, so you're,
0: you're you're right though. Look,
1: man, we ended the season at 87 to 75. Something that I personally wasn't thinking that we. I didn't think we're. I, I honestly didn't think we're going to be above 500
0: this year. I really you didn't. Did, we just look at the disparity in wins between us and the Astros. They had damn near like 20 more wins than us, didn't they? Yeah, they had like, they were over six, I believe they had 106. Yeah. yeah, so so they were up there, and you know. We should also throw this out there before we continue with the Phillies coverage. We don't necessarily, this is not something that we cover, but it is pertinent information because Philadelphia, to my knowledge, for all the wrong reasons, did become the very first sports city to lose two major championships in the same day. Because while we were, while we lost to the Astros that night during the a few hours before the Philadelphia union, unfortunately lost their championship.
1: Yeah. They lost it in shootout or no, in extra, in in extra time, I believe it was over. Extra minutes, I think they call it. I thought it was
0: penalty kick, but I,
1: I totally was it forget. a penalty kick? It might have been penalty kick. I, I don't remember,
0: but re- regardless, so that did happen. But back to the Phillies, just just to switch back. Uh, like you said, I mean, we should be proud of where we got. We were absolutely playing with house money, absolutely playing with house money, and having a blast and, uh, doing it. But we do have to dive into some things. I, you know, this is generally the section where you take the lead. So I'll let you go and just fill in anything that you don't have because I, I did write down you know, four or five or four areas that I thought okay. you know were kind of the or three areas that I thought were the reasons why we lost. Okay. But Go ahead. so I start off those. with um our aces. You know, they didn't really have their best stuff in the World Series. Um and you know when you're going against a team who outside of the first game with Verlander when he got a little shaky and we were able to get him out of there and capitalize and stuff like that, you know, outside of that they were you know, outside of that game, and then the first game in Philadelphia, they were basically unhittable. They're basically unhittable. Mm-hmm. Um, and our pitchers, our aces, I should say, were not. You know, Nola did not have his best stuff. I don't even think he, I don't even think he cracked the sixth inning. Uh, no, in any of his games. I don't believe Wheeler <clears throat> did either. I think Between... the first he
1: made it maybe was like five. Five and a third, maybe or something like that. I mean, think about it, man. In the first, in the first two games of the World Series, Wheeler and Nola combined ten earned runs in like nine innings. Like, dude, it was it's rough. Yeah, like, yo, that that pitching is rough. When your best
0: guys don't have your best stuff, you know, that's you know that's gonna that's gonna do it to you. And we also put, you know, unfortunately for. Uh, Alvarado, we put him in some some tough situations. I don't remember which game it was, but he's got to come in and face you know bases loaded immediately. And I'm pretty sure every single one of those runs got in at some
1: point. Uh, yeah, that was another thing, correctly. man. Like they they weren't they weren't doing anything to help the relievers. You know, what I mean, do their job. Like I mean, because yeah. I mean, you already had like two or three runs already on base. You know I mean, you, you, I mean yeah. you, you, you they were guaranteed to deal with a runner in scoring position. And look, and I this... know that I know that that's what they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, this was to come in and close it out, but like you can't expect yeah. these guys to do that every single time. Like, I mean, you're going to have hiccups.
0: Yeah, and it does tie in with with one of the other points that I have, which is we, um, especially in uh in Game Five, but also in Game Six, we um, we stranded too many people on base. We we yes. lost so many. You know, where, whereas they didn't, you know, we had, you know, they had their bases loaded opportunity. I forget which game it was. They brought, it wasn't a grand slam, but they brought every single one of them home. You know, that's an, that was an important time. And then, you know, yeah, they small balled the shit out of it. And then, and then in game six, you know, Alvarado gets thrown into another shitty situation. Not as shitty. He didn't come in to face bases loaded, but I do believe there was somebody on first and second, only one out. And statistically, their best hitter he hadn't been doing great in that series, but he is still their best hitter, always dangerous. And he, I'm pretty sure that was a first pitch shot, right? Yeah. And it was a three run homer, three, three run homer. And then, like I said, you had us in game five. I think we left six on base, I believe six or seven. I'm not Um, surprised, you know, including, you know, we had bases loaded once, I believe I know, you know, Hoskins let that go. And then also, you know, this was the hardest for me. Because while I say we're playing with house money, and we were, and should still be proud of how far they got, and I am, I think we both are, it's not always about whether you lose or win, it's how you lose. And this is where it's tough, because the main reason that people were picking against us and nobody thought when we we would make it to the World Series is because of our defense and our pitching at times. So that's why people kept picking against us. The reason we got as far as we did is because of the explosiveness of our bats. And what stinks is that we kind of lost because our bats went stone cold in games four through six. We got shut out in. We got no hit. Sorry. We got no hit in game four. I believe it was right. Yeah. That was a rough one. We got no hit in game four. I believe game five was the game. I said where we stranded like six on base. So we didn't have our best stuff there. And, um, you know, in and this is just f- just for this series because obviously our bats came alive and got us all the way here. I mean, yeah. Swarber was knocking in runs, Harper was doing his thing, Hoskins had some big hits as well, JT. You know, so they do the thing. I'm just talking about this specific series, especially games four to six. Our bats just went stone cold, and and that's rough. For like the, for the main reason that got you to the dance, to go stone cold when you need it the most is a tough pill to swallow.
1: I mean, I would also sit here and say the thing that I wanted the most from this team that we that we absolutely didn't see was you know, I mean was the bats coming alive at least a little bit for um, you know, I mean for batters like five through nine. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, the, like, yeah. I mean, those dude, we those really cr- didn't yeah. see it.
0: Yeah, those crucial games, games four through six. You you'd be damned if you saw one runner on base for Bryce or you know, any, you know
1: anybody you know around. Yeah, or I mean, did. I mean, or Bryce was the first one up. You know what I mean? So you know I mean, so yeah. he had nobody there to begin with, or yeah. you know what I mean? Or it was like, I mean, like I I had an issue with Segura. You know what I mean? Segura was not looking good this run. Um, uh, Stott. You know what I mean? As much as what Stott was doing with um adding the pitch count, you know, dude, like yo, he was bringing the pitch counts high, man. Yo, he was yeah. yo. He had the highest average of pitches pitched to him in this entire playoff series. You know what I mean? Out of any team. You know what I mean, dude. He did a great job with that, but it always ended up being, a, you know I mean, being a strikeout, ground out, fly. You know what I mean, like, it, it, it almost never, it almost never actually translated. Like, dude, he was sitting at like, uh, like 0.188, I think, in game six. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the For the whole, you, know, you know I mean for that whole World Series, and it's just like, like, look, dude, like, I, I mean, like, he's a rookie. I get it. Stats a rookie, and yeah. he, he's going to do some awesome things, but bro, like. Yeah, it's it happens. You gotta stop. Yeah, it just. But dude, first it's not time, just him, dude. first yo, time to the dude, dance. How long has Segura been in the fucking league, dude? His bat went fucking cold as shit, dude. Yo, yo, did his dude his bat was more frozen than fucking God of War Ragnarok, man. Come on, this <laughs> is more frozen than Elsa. But um, and he couldn't let it
0: go. No, he couldn't. But uh, so yeah, do, do you you have anything else to add? Or are
1: you ready to enter the strike zone? Um, nah. So, look, I am. More than proud of this team for you yeah. mean for what we saw. They net like as much as it looked like we were never really out of any of the games, you know what I mean? We we, we always we always had the opportunity to come back, and that was one of the great things about this team.
0: Well, my, when, minus
1: game four when we well, were no hit because we couldn't touch a
0: fucking thing.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, like, dude, like, dude, everything else though. Like, every other game, we yeah. were one hundred percent in. Like, yo, we led up five, we hit five. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, dude, every yeah. time we were just like, bam, they bam, bam, bam. A,
0: they didn't go. They didn't go down without a fight. They were just outmatched by a, a, a better squad that did the, you know, the right things at the right time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, but um, all right, man, let's go. Strike zone. Give it to me. Percent of the strike zone. So, what specific
0: players? do you think need to be better next year? Everyone can always be better, but is there anybody in particular that you think you really need to see a lot more, really needs to put some work in, in the off season to come back and, you know, either atone for a, you know, Well, first things first, it's gotta
1: be Nola. Aaron Nola has to, he, yo he has to have um, retribution because for the last few seasons, he's been on and off. You know, what I mean, he, you know what I mean, his like, dude, his ERAs just keep on going up and down, up and down. Like, yo, know, he's like, he's not mm. showing that he's the ace that we all thought he would be when he first got here. So Nola's definitely one of those guys. Um, Real Muto, I fully expect him to just continue on this trajectory because what he's doing, he's he's gonna he's gonna end up making himself the best catcher that the Phillies have ever had, and that is with us, that is with uh, with like you and I witnessing. Choo-choo. The best catcher that the Phillies ever had with Carlos Ruiz. Yeah. yeah. So, but um no, and then the bullpen, dude. The bullpen has it has to be different. It has to be different. Um, because I'm dude, actually... yo, yo, throughout the season, throughout the whole season, the bullpen has always been up in the air. That has always been the biggest thing to go ahead and say, I mean, yo, dude, we're up by four. That we only need two outs. Dude, especially we when got the bullpen. Look at,
0: especially when you look at a bullpen like Houston. Where, yeah, this like
1: it's which they had one of ours.
0: They're like one of the, yeah, right. They're like one of the very few teams in the league that, like, once you get to their bullpen, the game gets tougher. Yeah. (laughs) Like, which is, man, talk about a, you know, something nice to have. Um, any love for anybody on the, uh, on, you know, not on the pitching staff?
1: Um, I mean, look, Reese absolutely needs to step up. I mean, that's a, that is a no... That's an yeah. absolute no-brainer. I, I don't think that anybody left more people
0: stranded on base than Hoskins did. I don't think. At least in that final... In the World Series there. I mean,
1: look. If it wasn't Hoskins, then it was Nick.
0: Yeah. Well, Nick, Mr. Swing at Everything. I mean, I would imagine he's only going to... We just got him. He's only going to get better. Um. Hopefully. The thing
1: about him is that he is a... He's a... um. Howard type type of guy. He's a Ryan Howard type of guy to to where you're going to get you're going to get the ribbies. You're going to get the homers, but you're going to get a lot of strikeouts as well. He ain't going he ain't going down, uh, going
0: down looking very often. I've seen. I feel like on multiple occasions, I've seen this man swing at something that could have been golfed out the dirt.
1: Dude, (laughs) There, yo, like everybody knows that if you get him in like a in like, like a high and tight fastball for the first two, you could get him on a sick fucking sinker or a curve. And he, yeah. dude, he will swing at anything. Yeah. And uh, last question. So
0: what changes, if any, do you think need to be made for us to get back to the dance and be on the winning side of it next year? Do you think we, you think we could just run it back with who no. we got and everybody improve? Or do you think that we no. need to make s- some changes?
1: No, we have to make changes. Um, there's the, I forget what the guys. Obviously it always depends on who's available, but. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, look, I mean, there's the shortstop from the Dodgers into, you know I mean, that um that Harper has been talking to, You know I mean, it's one of his buddies. So if. If he comes here, then that would put Stott out of a position. But maybe we can move Stott somewhere else. Because, dude, Stott's tall. You know I mean, he's tall. He's lanky. You know I mean, we, we might be able to throw him over over at, at a first base. You know what I mean? On days that we want to give Reese off. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. But um, yeah. dude, there, in between well, there's him. Also a,
0: there's also a first baseman that's been linked to us, I believe.
1: I just forget from where. I, would have to oh, look I haven't seen now. anything about that. I mean, like, so I know that we, look, we just picked up two pitchers from the Giants off of waivers. Um yeah. and we just put five guys on um on straight up exchange waivers, basically meaning that if you don't take them, that I mean, then they're either free agency or you mean, or just or it's just like, all right, man, almost nothing to take them from you. Yeah. yeah, but um, no, nah, look, man, Philly Rob, he's look, he he did all the right things. The team is behind him. They they fully he's definitely he's they definitely fully the job. Oh yeah, hundred percent they fully embrace what you you mean what he's telling them. So I'm um, I mean I'm not like it's it's one of those like things where we got to trust the process, we got to trust it faster. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. mean, mean, mean that's what I feel like we need to be faster with with trusting the process on this one. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: <sighs> All right. So, off, off the we go to now. And on to the, Yeah, cuz there's there's really no look ahead for uh no, the right Phillies, now we are looking ahead to the offseason.
1: So, yeah, right now we are currently sitting at the Phillies jumping down to a 40-man roster. And then from there, they're going to go ahead and start, I think, working a few more people. Um, And then we just have to wait until late February, early March to where we're going to start getting spring training.
0: Yeah. All right. So, yeah, off the diamond and let's get on to the ice. The orange and blacks <clears throat> 7, 6, and three fifth in the Metro right now and um that you know them coming back to earth like we talked about or coming back to the earth that you know <laughs> that we expected them to be uh seems to be happening their recent games um now again we, we had a week off so i'm not going to cover every single game because that's that'd be a whole lot of shit to cover so i'm just going to stick with them i mean honestly games, dude but... it wasn't
1: really like like i mean it wasn't that greatest of a thing for us anyway <laughs>
0: No, but either way, I don't want to just talk about something when it's good and not when it's bad. But anyway, so out of the four recent games, all losses. Um, yeah, that felt great to say, uh, you know, and really only good things to talk about in one of them. And that's the loss that they had. Was it last night or the night before? I want to say it was last night. Five, uh, four in overtime. Oh, uh, Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets. Uh, you know, we were down, you know, we were down to nothing. And then we came back and tied it up, I believe. And then we were down 4-2. We came back and tied it up 4-4. So, like, they they showed fight. And, you know, they got themselves back in the game and, you know, just an ill-advised play in overtime and send, send the Blue Jackets on a, you know, three-on-one the other way. And that's all she wrote there. And then it was just, you know, the other three games are basically three shellackings, 5-1 to the Stars, 4-1 to the Senators, uh, and 5-2 to the Blue Jackets. And uh, go figure, Giroux picks up his what was it? His thousandth point, I think,
1: against us. Or not only did he have up? a one thousandth game with the Flyers, now he gets his thousandth point against the Flyers. And is is that what it was? I'm not. I'm not mistaken. You You could be correct. I might have to look at that. But actually, um, oh no, a... I think he.
0: Ne- I think he netted his three hundredth goal against us. I believe.
1: Oh Jesus, is
0: what is what I'm thinking it was. That's awesome. Um, not. Nah. Either, either, either way, yeah, it's not anything that we want <laughs> going on right now. But you know, no, Torts, not at all. You know, Tortorella's work cut out for him. Did you hear his uh, his uh, mid game interview last night during last night's game? No, I didn't. I didn't get that. The John Tortorella I know and love, man. So you know how the coaches, you know, have that one like quick interview from behind the bench, like during mm-hmm. the first period. Um, it sounded like it. It might have been Boosh. That was interviewing. I'm not really sure. But anyway, they asked him, you know, they said, you know, you guys are down two nothing early. You know, what do you think about the way you guys are playing so far? And he just said, We suck. We haven't done anything good up to this point. We haven't forechecked or nothing. And then they were like, What would you like to see out of your team? He goes, Four check. And then the guy just, <laughs> then just and then the guy, and then the guy just gets the hint and he's just like, All right, thanks for your time. Towards thanks, like, coach. Thanks, thanks and coach. Then, and the, that that's it. Like, that was some typical, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know if you've heard a lot of, uh, he's got like a little Greg Popovich in him. Greg Popovich is like one of the greatest interviews you will get in basketball, the head coach of the Spurs. He's just like, I've seen, him, like, you can always tell when he doesn't want to do it. And like, so, like, so, Uh, you know, what went wrong and what went wrong in this first half? Well, they scored more than we did. Well, what would you like to see more in the second half? We score, we score more than them.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> like, he is one of the greatest interviews. And that, that was, like, his his Popovich moment. But, you know, it just seems like the Flyers are just coming down to earth a little bit. I mean, you know, they got off to... They got off to an, an know, amazing pr-
1: fucking start. They
0: got, they got off to a, a great start. And, you know, like I said, we're very, very young. Um, You know, a lot of guys, you know, fighting for minutes, fighting for position. Torts is still trying to figure out who's going to, you know, who's who's really in it for the long haul and who isn't so there's a lot of things that they're trying to figure out but yeah none of, none of the games were were really great um you look ahead a little bit and um right off the hop it doesn't get any easier our first game we are at the Bruins at the 14 and two Boston Bruins uh and then we are at the Canadians eight seven and one and the seven six and two flames so you know maybe you can you know you know, it's, it's going it to, it to be Boston. It's going to be Boston. Like, like for real, we got to deal with Boston. I said, it's, it's going to be, Ugh. it's going to be a tough season. Um, I I would imagine uh, TK, you know, some players are, are, you know, surprising me though. TK is, is leading the way in everything for us thus far. He's leading us in, in goals, assist points, the, the whole nine. Yo, um, I'll tell you this,
1: man. I do apologize. Oh, God. Tk is like he's been he he's he's looking a lot like uh, Lawton right now. Like he is flying. Well, you notice dude. him? Yeah, you notice oh, God, him yeah. out there? Yeah, dude, that fucking fight that he got into. Um, I think it was when they were playing against the Senators.
0: No, uh, ta- in Philly. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about when he got jumped like five different times when we were playing the Maple Leafs.
1: Oh we no, 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 no 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 no. No, yo, dude, he threw like two haymakers on this dude and put him fucking down like yeah. yo that dude that shit yeah. was so awesome yeah and there then we just absolutely got the shit kicked out
0: of us for the rest of the game but there are there are some players that have been you know been impressing me he's like i said tk has been playing well zach McEwen has been playing well he really I love responded. that kid he got he got sent down a few games into the season and got brought back up and and he's you know he's been doing the damn thing uh tippet tippet is getting better every game He's getting more and more. I'm hearing awards. his name a lot. And I
1: and, and I'm enjoying that because, dude, yo, he's he spends a lot of time getting in front of the net and, you know, what I mean, and sitting in that uh, sitting in that Danny B spot.
0: Yeah. Like we've we've got some, you know, we've got some fun pieces moving forward. It's just, you know, you got to see, you know, what you can add to it. You know, as the as we get past this season where we finish, because this is a very, very deep draft. Yeah. Coming up. So you, you are going to get. A player of, of substance um fucking better yeah but um yeah that's that's what the we scary thing the about those
1: guys it is the scary thing about those deep drafts though is that you have a lot of people have a misconception of how deep sometimes they really are you can't you drafts
0: you know drafts like this you you can't swing and miss i mean there's you can look back at the last Five to six flyers drafts and see the players that were still on the board versus the players that we took and and see how different things would be. Now I don't. Last year was a big one. I remember how pissed you were. Yeah. Now there's certain you know there's certain you know there's certain years that you can't really blame them because the player they picked would have been everyone's consensus pick. Like the the year we got Nolan Patrick, he was the consensus one or two pick, no matter what. That's who people were going to take. Didn't pan out. Is what it is, but there have been some swings and misses. So, you know, you can't you can't do that in, in a year like this. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I got for the fly guys. Hasn't been a great right. uh, great week and a half.
1: So I do have a question. I do. I think it's time for us to do a little shootout. Hit me with your best shot. Ooh. Okay. Sorry. All right. So like so, we just we've been dealing with so many injuries on this team. And this is just like th- this isn't necessarily a question. This is more of just the general conversation part. Um, mm-hmm. The injury issues. So Allison's going to be out for a handful of time. Uh, I you know line, me? Yeah, me. Yeah, dude. He got injured. Um, obviously, we when we talked about Coots. Um, dude, like JVR is still out. Is there like Ryan, Ryan
0: Ellis? Yeah, Ryan yeah Ellis, dude. May Ellis play again. He never played – he may never play another game in his career. I mean, like – You know, R- Risto just got back, but he was out for some time. Yeah. Uh, like, Atkinson. Atkinson's still out, and they still haven't cam, like, the hell's even wrong with him, I don't think.
1: So, basically, I'm just trying, like – as much as I can be mad about what this team is doing on the ice, like, when you – when you're continuously putting people out there that normally would be third- or fourth-line guys – and they're getting, like, so many minutes. I mean, yeah. you can kind of see where these problems can can ev- can eventually come from. You know, the fact that, I, you know, in the
0: short term, as far as wins and losses, it's a problem. Because, obviously, guys like Atkinson and Coots and, you know, JVR and Ellis, if you were healthy and, and whatnot. You know, like, those guys will help you win some games. I mean, they're not going to, you know, take you to a Stanley cup more than likely, but you know, they'll help you win some games. So in the short term, that's not good, but you know, in the long term, I mean, you want the team to get, you know, a little bit younger and faster and, and more skilled. So, you know, those guys being out just means that it's, it's more opportunity for other guys. It's more opportunity for other guys that wouldn't normally get the minutes to show what they can do, show that they belong, show that they've been, you know, putting in the work in the off season to get themselves up there. So, I mean, it it's it sucks because injuries have always been an issue. And if I'm not mistaken, they overhauled their training staff, didn't they? Before the season started? I think you're um, right. Or at least overhauled some of it. And it, it doesn't seem... Now, some things are freak injuries. What the fuck is a... You know, what is your medical staff going to do about someone taking a slap shot to the finger? Or, you know, stuff like that. But, um, you know... The injuries thing, you know, it's, it sucks. It's hockey. It is what it is. Thank God it's, you know, nothing like what happened to, uh, Evander Kane, but, um,
1: anyway. That's, that, yeah, that's still that's, one of the scariest things that I've ever fucking, God, that scares the shit out of me.
0: Yeah. Al, for uh, three, four, once he said it got cut all the way down to the bone. For anyone who didn't know Ooh. this, this isn't, you know, pertinent flyer stuff, but, um, you know, I'll revisit that when we get to the around the world in sports. Okay, hit that in the hockey section. But yeah, um, that, all right, that, so that's, that's what I can give you as far as the. Injuries. It's a double edged sword. It's a double edged sword. Like I said, it, you know, you you're going to forego some wins that maybe you might have gotten if you had, you know, a more veteran presence. You know, guys that have been around a little bit more. But then you get to see what the young guys can do.
1: True. True. All right. So my other other thing I want to talk about was G. So mm-hmm. G came back this past Saturday. Um, it was. It was bittersweet obviously because you know what I mean seeing him in a, seeing him in a 28 you know what I'm saying but in that uh in that red and white just don't feel right to me man you know what I'm saying really yeah, don't Yeah
0: it's, it's yeah
1: Yeah I miss the guy And what was really cool was I don't think there was even close to a dry eye in the house when they did the big thank you G you know what I mean thank you Claude thing mm-hmm. Um you know what I mean that was really neat to watch uh you know what I mean hearing him doing his short and sweet interviews that he always does you know what i mean because you know, i mean he's a hockey player he ain't that much of a talker so yeah. but um nah man like i mean like i just it, it, this is just another one just a little bit of a conversation thing instead of like an actual question but just you know, mean seeing g out there and playing and like i was watching him and i'm just like it just feels right round side <laughs> yeah it's
0: uh <laughs> it's funny uh when he got that when he got that goal against us, um, I figured it was a goal. I think it was a goal when he got it against us. I saw so many tweets uh, and one stuck out to me. It was so hilarious. And it was just like, man, I wish we had a guy that could score goals. Like that guy drew on it. The... Oh, wait, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, seeing him in, an, in another sweater is uh, it's rough. You know, it's, it's tough, you know, especially, you know, Ottawa's, you know, they're a frisky team. They're they're going to get better, but they're you know, they're not in it for the Stanley Cup this year. So, you know, the likelihood that I see now, especially if he stays and I don't think that it's a crazy thought that he would stay, especially since he's from there. Um, And if that's the case, you know, the likelihood of him getting that storybook ending the team and got, you know, I don't know. That that's going to happen. I think his best shot may have been when we traded him to Florida. Yeah. Um. So it's really shitty for him that he he chose wrong because the two teams that it was down to were Florida and Colorado. And had he chosen Colorado, not only would we have gotten, probably maybe a little bit better of a return, but he'd have gotten himself a Stanley Cup. <laughs> true, <laughs> but true. Um. But it is what it is. But yeah, it's it's there's always going to be a, you know, a spot. In Philly for him. In Philly's heart for him. He uh he was the real deal.
1: Look like you need a tissue for a minute, man. You alright? No, no, no. no just Talk about jeep. Really. Going ahead and uh, <laughs> no, no, a no. little something to ya?
0: No, no, no. I just
1: had something right. Eye. But we straight. All right. But So uh, look, man. I th- I feel like we spent enough time chilling out on the ice. Now yo, yo, yo iron, bro, Yo, let's go across the street, man. Let's hit that gridiron, baby. Let's do so, it. So Talk about the bird. fly eagles fly, baby. Guess what? The eagles are still the number one team in the fucking league with one <laughs> loss. So fuck y'all. Now- well, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Look, dude, that game was fucking abysmal. Oh my god. Well, before before you hit that game, we can
0: talk about the fact that they did take care of business on Thursday Night Football against the Texans as they should they did. have. They absolutely uh, did because uh, you know we weren't you know here to do our episode. So yeah, they did. It wasn't as pretty a win as it as it should have been um but you know they got the job done wins a win but that that yeah takes us up to like you said the uh this past sunday's monday i'm sorry this past monday's game against the uh, division rival washington commanders and uh there's a lot that i want to talk about in this game there's a lot that i want to talk about
1: but this is you know i'm gonna
0: let you take the reins here and say what you want to say and then i'll
1: I mean, look, there was a lot of things that happened in this game that made absolutely no sense. Now, I do check out on TikTok the um the Kelsey Boy podcast. You know what I mean? So Travis fun. and Jason.
0: So so fun. And those guys are perfect for a podcast. Oh
1: my I mean. god, yeah. They are fan fucking tastic. I love them. Like, and that's the thing, dude. Like, yo, I like Jason Kelsey, he is an absolute legend in this town. And you know, what I mean, dude, his brother is just as passionate. Like, so when he won in Kansas City, I'm like, look, yo, good for you, man. Yo, do you. But yeah, you, you can't hate a Kelsey brother. No, absolutely not. So they seem like fun guys you'd want to hang out with. <laughs> oh my god, just just drink and just fucking just have a blast all fucking day. Um. So yeah. Now, one of the biggest things that Jason said on their podcast is that he one hundred percent will not, cannot, and will never blame the refs as you for said. a game. Now. There were a handful of calls that seemed like they were directly in front of these referees that apparently they became, you know what I mean, blurry visioned on for some reason or another. You know what I mean that's, you know what I mean, that's at least my thought. One of those being, you know, what I mean, towards the end of the game with Dallas Goddard, you know, what I mean, he got an obvious fucking face mask. That was about
0: in egregious a call as you can possibly miss in a big spot in a game. Now, before we continue down this road, because while of course people are going to listen to this, that are from Philadelphia and rep Philly sports. There are people that are not going to, and I do not want this to come off as a, Oh, typical Philly fan blaming everybody, but their own team for why they lost the game. No, that's it not what I was saying. Is, I'm not, I know. I just don't want people to pick up on that and think that, that we're trying to like, excuse anything else. But, it does play a major role. Do that face mask call, do I think that that cheated us out of a win? No. Do I think it cheated us out of a chance at a win given where the game was? Yes. Is that does that call have anything to do with why we were down 23 to 21 in the first place? Not
1: remotely. And Not that's what remotely. and and that's what I was going to say. The point that yeah. I was about to make was with everything that happened in that game prior even if them not seeing the play the way that the play went out, it shouldn't have mattered. We should not have lost to this team. Yeah. There is nothing about this team that we should have lost to. And that's the thing. Jalen Hurts throwing into double and triple coverage. Why? That shit made no sense. His uh, yeah, you, dude, I mean yo, dude, for that third pick that he threw for the season, that was that was fucking stupid. Throwing it to AJ Brown the right the one- there, dude, that was being greedy.
0: The cra- the crazy thing about that play, I'm not, I'm, I'm 50 percent mad at that play, and here's why: one, while it was risky, hit AJ Brown right in the hands, literally right in the hands. I'm not, but, I'm not arguing with you on that. But regard, still a risky move, but it's not like one of those ones where you throw into double coverage and the shit wasn't even close. Like you essentially threw it to the other team. Not only did it literally fall right in AJ Brown's hands, but normally. AJ Brown doesn't wait for that to fall into his hands. He goes up and he gets that ball. Now, the reason I'm saying I give it 50 percent is because Jalen sh- should have known that he was already a little gimpy at that point because he had gotten hurt coming out of uh, coming out of one of his cuts on, on a route that he ran a little yeah. bit earlier. So maybe that's why he couldn't jump up and get that ball.
1: Well, so dude, yeah, it was one of those you know, over the shoulder, just dropping the bucket type plays. You know, what I mean, I mean, it, yeah. dude, it wasn't a play to where it was a comeback and AJ was like going to jump for the yeah. high ball. You know what I mean, yeah. it was one of those, but the whole thing about it is that like, so when Jalen was backing up, you know what I mean, when he's doing his backdrop and he was looking down the field, he was trying to look the safety off to go the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't, didn't work. work. So <laughs> the safety started drifting more towards AJ Brown. And when AJ, like when yeah. he actually threw the ball to AJ, that's when the safety had the perfect opportunity. There, well, here's the yeah. thing, dude. There were pl- there were at least two other parts of that of that entire run in that play that he could have passed off to that would have gotten us at least five yards, if not a full first down. Like that's right. that's the point I'm making, dude. There there were, I'm not mad at taking the risk. I'm more mad at the fact of when he when he was looking at what he was looking at, he, I mean, he didn't see the right shit. And look, couch quarterback. You know I mean, couch quarterback. Yeah. Monday morning <laughs> bullshit. Look, anybody can be mad at me yeah. all they want about it, but. Yeah. You know I mean, look, it's because it of that. But dude, it's because of that type of stuff, and those are the things that will just debilitate a fucking team. You know what I mean yeah. in between so, that, and then, um, and then also just dealing with just really bad call, like, sorry, not bad calls, just actually bad tackling. That was another huge issue with that game. We could yeah, not was, tackle that yeah. fucking that, that that running back they have for
0: shit. I told I told Alex I was like this I was like fuck the, the shit I was like if AJ Brown had what he had this dude better be drug tested the next morning because this little fucker was dragging everybody we got
1: <laughs> his <laughs> like, so yeah well that's the thing dude yo so it was the first touchdown that first his first touchdown in the season I believe or it's like the second one Robinson is the, I mean he's the kid's name the running back for the for the Commanders I almost called him the other name um like yo he literally dragged like three linemen. I'm not talking about corners. I'm not talking about safeties. I'm talking about fucking linemen. Yo, he dragged linemen like three fucking yards. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll like circle how? back.
0: We'll circle back around to the to the zebras towards the end. But let's yeah let's let's cover let's let's show the the objectiveness in us before we get there. And like you said, you brought up you know Jalen Hurts throwing in the double and triple. And no one's he'd tell you himself that wasn't his best game. Um, I, he, I, I'm not even going to remotely say that he's the reason we lost this is a culmination of a lot of things, but he didn't have his best game. Um, and a lot of unsure and just mental errors that you can't have at key moments. You know, you talk about, uh, the, the, the fumble by Quez Watkins. why you, why do you even, why are you even going to the ground? If you just stay on your feet, that ball was so perfect. You're, you're still running. You're in the end zone, bud. Look like but it's it's that that play specifically is so layered because you have okay, it was a perfect throw and you think, Well, why did he go to the ground to begin with? Probably wasn't sure that he was gonna catch it. He probably wasn't sure of his hand, so he said, Let me make the smart play and let me just get this thing go to the ground. If that's where that ended, fine. But you decide that you're not touched, so you try to jump up and keep going. But what you don't realize is or what you should have realized is, you know. The the safety didn't go to the ground. You knew he was still up. So the second you got up, you know he's gonna be right on. You gotta tuck that ball quick, my friend. And you know, he jumped up, took way too long to try to secure to tuck that football. And you know, there's a fumble right there. And that's a huge play. That's another huge, you know. Like I said, that would hey, if he just caught that ball and runs, he's in the end zone. If he catches the ball and just stays down and and doesn't try to get those extra yards, we're at least in field goal range.
1: Yeah, but I mean look, yo, so, dude, yo, yo, dude, he said it straight up. He said, like, yo, Quez said, and I quote, I was trying to make the play. I know I didn't get touched, and I and I knew I had left him behind. So I just wanted to get up and get some extra yards. I mean, I mean that's exactly what Watkins said. And look, I get it. Like I said before, dude, yo, this game was just a systematic just failure on all what counts. It's like what it's like what can go wrong will go wrong. You had that, Absolutely. and then you have.
0: Now, granted. I hate the call, but it is what it is. You cannot have what you got from Brandon Graham at the end of that game. You know, we've, you know, we force, you know, we got them on, uh, you know, we got, we got Heineke on the run. You know, it's, we're about to force them to have the punt. We're going to get the ball back. You know, he runs back like five, 10 yards. Does anyone think that he's going to give himself up there? No. But regardless, he did. Brandon Graham's at that point was like five yards away. Damn near. And still, you know, maybe he tried to let up a little bit at the end, but that's just a that's just a mental error that you can't yeah. have. That that effectively that effectively ended the game right there. For how many for how many times we shot ourselves in the foot to dig ourselves in a hole, we always had an opportunity to get ourselves out of it. And then a
1: mental error just, just fucked it up. Um I mean, look, I'll be honest. I will sit here and give credit to Ron Rivera and Heineke. And the commander's offense, because the commanders did their offense did exactly what they were supposed to do. Yo, they pulled that same shit that the fucking Saints did back in like fucking oh three or some or like oh five or some shit like that to where they had the ball for eight fucking minutes in one series. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, dude, dude, that's a, that, that is exactly what the commanders did. They they made sure that we had the absolute most limited amount of time on offense on the field as possible. If I hit you with certain numbers
0: and you had never watched the game, you would have thought that we got smoked. If I, if you had never watched the game and I would tell you that by almost the end of the third quarter, we still hadn't cracked eight minutes of time of possession yet. If I were to tell you that the commanders damn near doubled us in plays, I think we ran like 41 plays. I think they were... In the high 70s, maybe over 80. Mm -hmm. So they doubled us in the amount of plays. You know, I tell you those two things right there. And it's like, you're like, oh, God, what the fuck? What was the score? Like, did we lose by 20? (laughs) Like, you know, it's it's. But then, like I said, then here's the problem. This is where we can circle back, you know, to the refs. And again, did they cost us the game? No. But despite every single one of those mental errors, situational errors, whatever you want to call them. We were still in a position, and it sucks because it was on one drive where things were finally clicking. We were moving down the field quick, fast, and in a hurry. Down twenty-three to twenty-one, that was fresh off a off a pick, right?
1: Yeah, you had the pick. Picked, from, we um... picked Heineke
0: at like the ten-yard line, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and and we were we were hauling, dude. We were hauling, and you know we make that pass to Goddard, and it is you know someone from NASA could have seen that face mask. You know, the, I, I don't know what anybody was looking at or clearly what they weren't looking at, but the fact that, you know, you get and it's like it kills you multiple ways because you not only do you not get the 15 yards that you would have got that if I am remembering correctly where that was, that puts us, if not in just outside of Elliott's range with first down. So, you know, you, you take that away, but then you add to add insult to injury, you fumble because of it mm-hmm. and he's hurt. So like, yeah, he's going to be out
1: for the next four weeks.
0: So that one missed call gets a player hurt, turns the ball over, which I believe led to points for them, which really put the game kind of out of reach at
1: that point, you know? And yeah, because it made it it. it, it made it a six point game, which was just, not, I mean, it I even, mean it made it like not just, just not as just a field goal. It,
0: it's a, it's a hell of a lot different from, it wasn't even a field goal to tie at that point. Like that was like a field goal to take the lead yeah is what yeah. is what you're we marching towards and you go from a field goal to take the lead to now you need a touchdown to take the lead that's that's a big difference um so you you know you got to get you got to get that call like you can't there's a lot of calls they got to have right and again did that you know did that it screwed us out of a chance to win the game it didn't screw us out of winning the game because there's no one i hate when people take it all the way down the road and act like oh you know the ref screwed us out of a win yeah okay so say that play never happens Is it guaranteed that we get in the end zone? No. Hell no. Is it guaranteed guaranteed that Jake Elliott makes the field goal? No. No. But what is guaranteed is we had a shot at both that you took from us. (laughs) So that's the shit that pisses me off is that we got robbed out of the opportunity. I got you. But, uh, yeah. All right. I got some some stuff for you. Let's do it. So one of these you're going to have to revisit because something from the last episode kind of came back to bite you in the ass a little bit because one of the things I asked you was, what you thought, you know, or how big you thought the loss of Jordan Davis was going to be.
1: And we (laughs) thought that, you know, with the
0: addition of Quinn, that it, you know, you know, I mean, look, we wouldn't see that much of a drop off. And boy, did we see the difference in not
1: having that big boy in there to stop the run because they got whatever they wanted. Yeah. And that's the thing, yo, with like Jordan Davis was one of those guys, you know I mean? One of them young, and he's young, man. He's fucking rookie. And dude, he just, what's he? Three hundred and sixty something pounds. He's 72 I a, think he's a big fella. He a big yo. Fella. He yo yo yo. He is a big young boy, and that yeah. yo that motherfucker yo yo he takes space. All right, he takes up a so, lot of space, and it, it it takes a lot of people to move that space. So knowing
0: that he is going to be out for a bit, what needs to happen to make up for his loss to make sure? Because we got to, you. Look at what the commanders just did. They're not exactly the most talented team and when you look at who's coming up and how much we struggle to stop the run is he having the season that he had last year no but you got jonathan taylor coming up next week you've got derrick henry coming down the pipe so you got you got some guys coming so what needs to happen to you know to to not have a repeat of that you know i feel like the rotation needs to be
1: fresher rotation absolutely has to be fresher with the d-line number one um quinn had quinn's got to find his place. He he needs yeah. to figure out he needs to figure out where he fits best. And um a lot of that has to do with John Gannon and with um with how he schemes him. Uh the linebackers have to step up huge. As much as I love everything that TJ Edwards has been doing this season so far, he he dude, he had a fuck ton of tackles. You know what I mean? In in the game against the commanders, but it's just the fact that, i mean they were after yards after the catch type of shit you yeah. know what i'm saying like
0: I, yeah I'm, I'm glad you get the tackle but if you let the guy get 17 yards first yeah <laughs> like, yeah i mean
1: that's if, dude like that, that's a lot of my problems so like our dude our our um our linebackers need to really really step up and like i said dude gannon gannon he he, he needs to start pulling the trigger more on on blitzes yeah, when you and- when, when you have an issue within and i know i'm sounding really really groggy i do apologize for this when you have an issue with your um, with your line and trying to penetrate, the best way to do that, especially with a team that thinks that they can outbeat you in the trenches, is that you got to dude. You got to stack the box. Now, the good thing about us stacking the box is that we still have one of the we still have the best um, corner tandem in the fucking league.
0: With Bradbury and, and Slay. With
1: Bradbury yeah. and Big Play Slay, and then on top of that, you know what I mean, you got you I got mean, you got, sauce you got uh, yeah, dude, he's number one right now with picks in the league with five, and yo, dude, yo, he's he's in back there free safety, ready to fucking rock. So, I say stack the box. If yo, if Jonathan Taylor wants to go ahead and fucking run, here's what I say, bro. Bring it. Stack um, it. Blitz
0: them. I can't believe I, it. I gotta I gotta fix myself. I can't believe I just said I just said Sauce Gardner, Gardner Johnson. This is what I meant to say. Sauce Gardner is the fucking lights out corner on the fucking Jets. Um. anyway, but also on the you know, for two point conversion, I hit West with two questions. The first one was kind of is kind of a two parter because they're both injury related. We talked about Jordan Davis. Yeah. And now I want to know out of you just how big. Well, I know how big of an impact it's going to be, but what Jalen is going to have to do or who he can look to to still have success, you know, through the air with the fact that we're going to be without Goddard for a bit because Goddard is basically his his safety blanket, his security blanket. And he's, I think, third on our team in, in reception in receptions, maybe second in in TDs I think.
1: So, so with Goddard out for the next 4 games, the running backs are really going to need to stand strong. Now, we don't have many tight ends on this team that are like the um that are like the Zach Ertz, Dallas goddard type tight ends. They're more of like the 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 early state the like the, the late stage Brent Celek type, you know what I mean? To where they're just you mean I mean they're basically just in there for blocking, you know what I mean? I mean they're they're there for extra run, extra run block. So in in lieu of that information, I feel like we need to do more with the running backs. There need to be more jet sweeps. There need to be more screens. There need to be more. Um, I mean, you need to do more with absolutely with blocking like, yo, these running backs really need to go ahead and step up on their blocking. That, that's a that's a good point. And before <coughs> I hit you with the
0: with the last question for this two point conversion here is we actually didn't talk about this. We are a running football team, and I am pretty sure we only ran four times in the first half against the Commanders. Yeah, we ran next. We, we ran next to nothing. We ran next to nothing, and that is baffling because we got this. I think we're like the sixth ranked rushing team in football. Yeah, I believe. And you know, if you're gonna, you know, you have got a, a hobbled, uh, you, you know, or a gimpy, uh, AJ Brown you know, and whatnot. And, you know, the lights are bright Monday night football and whatnot. So to ask Jalen to just keep slinging the thing all around is not your best path to victory there. No. like, And also when, we're, mean, when we're at our best, because what was our, what was our, what was the best play of that game? Aside from what could have been if Quez didn't drop the ball, what was the best play of that game? That RPO where it looked like Hertz was about to take off and he jumped and threw that. When we rushed the ball, then those RPOs get so much more dangerous. Yeah. So well, that's and, dude, and we, I mean, like
1: yo, it's the same thing as Madden. Dude, yo, what's the big thing that everybody does at Madden? Everybody runs, runs, runs. So that way you can do the pass. You mean you mean you can do the yeah. play action. Everything's about play action. Everything's about the it's it is the threat of the other thing. If you're not gonna pass, you're gonna run. If you're not gonna run, you're yeah. gonna pass. So you and need to make yeah. sure that you
0: respect both. And that's and they basically beat us at our own game because that's why they they had so many of these third and shorts and shit like that, is because they kept. They were running the ball so effectively. We were falling for damn near every play action. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was rough. But anyway, so second question here is: Do you buy into the notion, or do you believe that getting this loss and now having, you know, the the possibility of an undefeated season gone, do you
1: think that that helps the team? Yes. The fact that that's now i world. do because i also believe in adversity i believe yeah. i believe that this team can triumph in adversity um so the the best way that i can explain that is yeah so everybody always tries to go for the undefeated season 1972 miami dolphins don shula led you know what i mean larry Zonka, the whole fucking thing you know what i mean like that that's what everybody everybody strives for here's the thing i don't want it i don't want it i never want it I want this team to go ahead and prove week in and week out that they're number one. You know what I mean I don't? I don't care about that. Like, win games. You know what I mean so like like obviously win games. You know I mean that's what it is at the end. So prove to me how you're going to win a game. I don't give a fuck about the, like the record. Don't mean shit. We need to win the game so that way we can go ahead and go for the title.
0: I mean, if you want to show that they can win the game and they win every game, that still means they win the game. Yeah, but
1: <laughs> when yep yeah, but so here's my thing if you don't have adversity you you don't see what's wrong with yourself you can you can have adversity within
0: games though you absolutely can yeah i know i heard that too you can have adversity within
1: games and yes you can you know, have adversity within games and obviously we've seen i'm that. just
0: playing devil's advocate That's all. i know
1: but like but like honestly like my whole thing is that i would much rather have this team be eight and one i mean look am i happy the loss came against the fucking commanders hell no but, Adam, Yeah, you any, definitely don't want that loss to come against anyone in the division, really. No, you don't. But at the same time, yeah, dude, knock this shit out the way. Mid-season, fine. Fuck it. Guess what? We're right back on the fucking track. Yeah. You got, dude, you got Indy coming up, and I'm not afraid of Indy. I'm not. There is, dude, there is nothing there, about the Colts that I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of Jonathan Taylor after what I just saw against the Commanders. So <laughs> I'm afraid of him. If we can if we can do what he, I believe he can, he that can we can go, do with our, I mean, I mean, with our defensive front, I'm not afraid of them. I'm really not. Yeah. And um, like I said, they are going to like they're not going to be able to beat us in the passing game. They're going to have to do it in the run game, which means that we don't have a choice as a defense. Yeah. Um, all right. Well,
0: we left it all there on the gridiron, so why don't we hop on over to the hardwood, huh? Giggity. Hop on that hardwood. Giggity giggity goo talk about the Philadelphia 76ers, who um, actually, all things considered, I, I think this is a good stretch. You know, we, we started off the season a little slow. We are seven and seven. We're eighth in the Eastern Conference, four games back in the Bucks. And in the recent games, it's, it's it's been a lot up and down. So we had a 10-point loss to the Wizards, a heartbreaker two-point loss to the Knicks, and then a game I was really interested in in, in seeing was us against the Suns. Because I said, that's that's one of those measuring stick games because you're going against a team that you know is going to be vying for a championship. They're going to be one of the, you know, they're probably going to be one of the, you know, last four teams remaining more than likely. Well, of course. Um, So that was a nice dub, you know, 100 to 88. Uh, so nice 12-point dub. Chris Paul did get hurt in that game. So I wanted to see best on best. We didn't have James. They didn't have CP. So I didn't get to see as much as what I wanted to see, but we did get the win. And then we came back and we played the Hawks and lost one hundred four ninety five, and that one pissed me off. I hate losing to the Hawks and I hate losing to Trey Young. I don't hate Trey Young, I hate losing to him because he like.
1: Are you still surprised he has more he, hair than you?
0: I don't know that he does.
1: Like I feel like <laughs> if I like I feel like if I
0: actually grow mine out, we'd probably look the same, except for he his probably- shit's just, just more curly. Yeah. Yeah, this man just goes into the wrong. barbershop This man just goes into the barbershop with like one of those fucking books that just says I'll take numbers 1 through 8. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: It's right? a little Spiral on his fucking top of his head.
0: Yeah. It's like when you get your hair cut like the hair that falls on the floor. It's oh, like yeah, that hair that yeah, fell yeah, on the, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what loose that to his head. That hair that fell on the floor just like rolled up and just hopped on his head. But uh no, nah, I'm not trying to be a dick though. Um uh, I do like Treyong. I just, I just hate losing to him cuz he's like he's a fucking he's a troll man so like it's always worse he's got that ice tray shit fuck it drives me fucking nuts uh but he's a good player but then we we come right back and we wax that ass 121 to 109 and this has and that game was the start of what hopefully continues which is just the pure dominance of joel Embiid, uh which is what you need when you have you don't you don't need him, you don't want him to have to be Superman when James is out. But this is why, you know, this is what this is what you need when you're second best. Cause James Harden is still our second best player. Agreed. With him at with him out, our best player needs to do that. Everyone needs to do more, but our best player needs to do that much more. Just like when Joe was out, James was doing a lot more. He was dropping 30. He dropped like 17 assists one game. He was doing his thing. So now yeah. Joe's got to carry the load. And I believe this is what's impressive. So we played the Hawks. And the Jazz back-to-back. So we played the Hawks, who just beat us. And then we play the Jazz the very next night. And the Jazz are number one in the West. And what do you get out of Joel Embiid? Well, against the Hawks, you get uh, you get 42, 10, and 6. 42 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Banging. And that was the 40-minute night, right? That was the 40-minute night. Not, not, not... To sneeze at anything anybody else did because Tobias did his thing. He dropped twenty one, was efficient, seven of thirteen. Maxi also efficient, ten of eighteen, dropped twenty six. And then you had you know Shake gives you eleven off the bench. So all well. Oh, trust me, yeah, we're gonna talk about the bench in a minute. And then the very next game, we go up against the Utah Jazz, <laughs> the best team in the West, confusing everybody because it makes no sense. They were starting this year to be in a rebuild because they want that seven foot four monster Victor Wembanyama. In this year, because he's going to go first overall to somebody, and they wanted him, so they traded Donovan Mitchell. They trade Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland, get assets. They trade Rudy uh, Rudy Gobert uh, for I forget where the fuck they traded him, but they trade him for assets. So they have nobody, and here they are sitting atop the Western Conference right now, ten and five. Um, but we play them, and they, and they play well together. We play them, and Joel Embiid. Listen to this stat line, because I'm going to say this motherfucker once, and I ain't playing. Fifty nine points. 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 blocks in only 37 minutes. Woo! We are literally talking about this man being 2 assists and 3 blocks shy of a quadruple double. Yeah. In less than 40 minutes. Yeah. That is fucking bananas. And it's good because in 30 minutes, P.J. Tucker didn't even attempt anything, so he was 0 for 0 from the field. Tobias had an off night. Went four for twelve. Only gave you eight. Maxi had an off night. Eight to twenty four. He gave you eighteen. I think he got to the line a bit, but he he was off. You got virtually nothing from the bench. Five from Yang. Six from Melton. Two
1: from Milton. Four from Trez. So if you we only don't got have eighteen, that, you only got eighteen from the bench. The bench played seventy eight minutes.
0: Put it this and you way, you only bro. got eighteen we, points. We finished with hundred and five points, and Joe had fifty nine. Yeah, we don't win that game without Joel Embiid. Oh hell no. Absolutely not. That that was bananas. We went four for twenty three from three point range. That'll get you beat nine out of ten nights. Nine out of ten nights. Any night that he doesn't go for damn near sixty points, it's going to get you beat. But um, those were two damn good games, and I and I hope to God he can continue. I do not expect him to drop forty plus every night. I don't even expect him to drop thirty plus every night. I know he did. I know he averaged that last year, but. Doesn't mean it's gonna happen again, but uh, you know, so we split the last six, three and three, but we are on a two-game winning streak, and they were two quality wins. Like I said, we shellacked the Hawks, and then we beat the the best team out west. And uh a look ahead, we've got, you know, we've got a hell of a game. We've got the ten and three bucks, the, the first the first place Bucks in our conference coming up. Then fucking we have the Giannis Timberwolves. Again. Then we have the six and eight Timberwolves, and then we have the game that has been circled on every Sixers fans calendar since before the fucking Sched- since as the day the schedule came out, and that is us welcoming the Brooklyn Nets and Ben Simmons back to the Wells
1: Fargo Center. Can I say something that's just really really funny? When be funny, Joel scored those fifty nine points, he had in that night he had more points than than uh, Ben has had the entire season. Yes, he did. Yeah, I yes. think Ben had has like forty seven. I think 46, 47, Yeah.
0: 46 or 47 yeah um so that's that is a game i'm super excited for now he's been in it he's been in and out of the lineup the last couple games so i just hope he plays but uh fucking
1: shoot ben
0: yeah (laughs) but that's what i got for the
1: sixers what you got for me brother all right so let's go ahead and do the shot clock right here so, uh, first things first, I want to go ahead and talk about. We should be missing at least another two weeks with Harden. Uh, he should be coming back hopefully within the next. I mean, after these two weeks are up. So, in these next um two weeks, what do, like what are you expecting off out of this team?
0: The next two weeks, there's some quality opponents in there, so you absolutely have that. You can't have any slippage from Embiid. Maxi needs to get a little bit more consistent. He's had he has his games where he looks like Maxi, and then he has his games where. You know, just nothing's fallen, but he's still in attack mode. So I'm not really worried about him. Same thing with Tobias can't have any of those four for 12 games, not against stiff competition. And, uh, and, and the bench, the bench has to, has to give you more Melton has Melton, not Milton. Melton has really been the only consistent off the bench. Nyang has had explosions and then he's had mm-hmm. duds and then he's had explosions and then he's had duds. So you need more consistency out of the bench and, uh, a little more consistency out of everybody, not named Joel Embiid. Really?
1: Um, okay, so this next one does have to do with the bench. So I actually did a little bit of um a little bit of research over the last few games. I think it was like last uh so you had the Utah Jazz, two games against the Hawks, the Suns, the Knicks, and the second game against the Wizards. If you want to add all of those games up together and you divide it by the amount of games, we only averaged 20 fucking points from the bench. Yeah. We so, had games yeah. that were as high as the bench giving us 34 points, which is what they did um, in the first game against the Hawks. But then there were games that they only gave us 18 points, which is what they did in last game against the fucking Jazz. My question to you, or at least my thought about all this shit to you is, and I think, I, I believe I said this two weeks ago, what the hell do we do about this fucking bench?
0: The piece, nothing really. I mean, if the, the pieces are all there. If they just got to. You know, it's still so early into the season. I'm not worried about guys like D'Anthony Melton. He's get, you know, he's he's more often than not, he's efficient. He's playing phenomenal defense. He's not getting himself, you know, in any real foul trouble coming off the bench. Shake needs to be a lot better in the brief moments that he gets because it almost seems like since he's getting fewer minutes, he's really trying to maximize those minutes and almost playing hero ball, and it just gets really tough to watch. Um Paul Reed has been a, has been disappointing for me this year thus far. He's still young, you know, he can still learn and grow, but he hasn't really been giving you much but fouls. Um so he's got to be better. And you know, House is struggling a little bit. So it really there's nothing there's nothing you can really do about it. A lot of these guys, their slumps aren't going to last forever. Daniel's his aren't going to last forever. We know what George can do. Um Melton's been great. So really it's it's shake, it's Paul got to get Harold some more minutes i think him only playing six minutes in the last game with only one foul is I, I don't know what the fuck doc's problem is there but doc's also showing that he may not be the world's greatest coach or he may be a little bit overrated yeah i predicted before the season started that he'd be gone by christmas um
1: so i don't we'll know if we're fully going to that I, I don't know if he's gonna be gone before christmas but i can understand um, what you mean though yeah he he, he it's
0: i i don't know It is what it is, but yeah, it's my thoughts on it. So that wraps up the four major sports. So we got a little news from around the world of sports, nothing big, but I got a little something, something from, from every sport. I'll I'll start with the NHL since we teased it earlier. If anyone hadn't gotten to see it, and I I would caution you if you do see it, that it's, it's scary. It's not fun to look at and you never want to see this type of shit. But Evander Kane on the sharks, uh, he got tied up with a guy against the boards. He hit the ice. And then it was just it was a weird fall. And the way he fell, his sleeve of his jersey slid up a little bit from his glove. And so did his uh, his pad there uh, that they wear. And it left just enough of exposed skin on his wrist. And Pat Maroon from the Lightning came skating by and his skate blade came in contact and just sliced. And apparently, according to Kane's statement, because I read it, sliced it down to the bone. Um so hit the skate literally cut right across Evander Kane's wrist smartly. He immediately grabbed applied pressure, you know, skated off, up, skated yeah. off.
1: And, and everyone you know on Tampa's
0: go- bench, because he had to go past Tampa's bench first. And that's Stephen what I was going to say. Did. yo, like, dude, everyone they, on they Tampa screamed. was trying to screamed.
1: Yo, dude, yeah. yo, like they were making sure they were the loudest ones in the house. You know what I mean be like, yeah. yo, get him attention.
0: Nobody in the league wants to see something like that happen. It's it's terrifying, and and things can go south very quickly if you don't if you don't react the right way, and whatnot. So luckily for him, he is on the mend. He will be out like three to four months, but he should make a full recovery. So so that's great. Um, I can move on if you don't have anything from the NHL. Um, no, uh, no, not not NHL now. Okay. Um, so as far as basketball goes. <laughs> You know, w- with the NBA, news lately is just basically whatever's coming out of Brooklyn. So there's plenty going on. And I, I just called this segment Brooklyn drama. So Kyrie could rejoin the team as early as Sunday. Uh, he's still, he's serving, he has to serve the last game of his suspension that he got from the team for posting. A link to a documentary on Amazon that is filled with a ton of. I wouldn't even
1: call it a anti-Semitic, honestly, a,
0: an anti-Semitic trope. Well, I'm just that's what it's listed as, but anti-Semitic tropes and a lot of misinformation. And he's doing what he has to do to get back. So he could rejoin as early as Sunday. What that'll do for them, it's not going to do anything for them defensively. It'll obviously help them offensively. They just let one of the worst teams in the league score 153 points on them last night in regulation. In regulation. (laughs) So that's not going to help much. The game they Uh, needed. this This is the bigger story here, though, for me. So the Nets front office and players have building frustration around Ben Simmons availability and level of play. He's been in and out of the lineup since he's been back. And they're questioning. It almost seems like they're questioning. His desire to play basketball, really. And the player, and and when he is in his level of play, and it's funny that they're that, that this story comes out now because last uh, last night was statistically his best game of the season. He 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 went three of five and gave you eleven points. That's his first time cracking double digits the entire season. He's fouled out of two games. He's in most games only attempting two or three shots, and you know for him they're not even shots; they're either floaters or layups. Yep. Uh, and he hasn't cracked ten points, so he's a. Uh, it's a very real possibility that he ends up on another team this season, which is which is which is who, crazy who considering where he w- came from. Who in the Nobody hell would st-
1: actually eat up eat up anything that has to do with Ben Simmons? Like,
0: well, here's the thing: he's not Kyrie Irving, so he's not bringing you any of that type of drama. He also ain't got the skill of Kyrie Irving either. But okay, yeah, but at uh, the same time, I mean, like, any team any team that's going to take him is going to hope that he can. Re- it's not like he's. Eight years removed and 33 years old from the player that he was in Philadelphia. He was a three time All Star, rookie of the year, two time first team All NBA, and arguably got dicked out of Defensive Player of the Year one year. Mm-hmm. And he was given, you know, dropped 42 points against the Defensive Player of the Year in Rudy Gobert. So he can get back there. He's clearly got the ips. He still has something going on between the ears that he hasn't figured out. And I hope he gets it figured out because. When he's at his best, he's fun to watch, man. He's like a modern day Magic Johnson. He is when he's at his best. That can also like defend a lot better. Uh, and in addition to that, the last thing, and it's it's never good when you talk too much. KD and he doesn't usually do this. Completely through his teammates under the bus because they have a six and nine record. Everyone before the season were picking them. You know the three headed monster, Ben Simmons, him, Kyrie. Oh Odie. yeah, They're picking them to to go to the at least go to the chip if not win it. So picking them, them over the Celtics and, and fucking, so you them, dude, everybody with, else from the East. So with them being six and nine, you know, they um, you know, and things not going their way, people asking questions, and KD just offered up this quote where he legitimately named every single person in their starting lineup right now. He said, We've got me, uh, you know, Nick Claxon, uh, this person, that person, that person. What exactly do you expect us to do? if you're any of those four guys playing with him, how are you feeling right now? That he literally just said, this is what we got. Do you really expect us to win? And he also ended it with saying, so you guys are pretty, because KD wears number seven, he said, so you guys are pretty much saying that because seven's on the floor, we're supposed to win. So he pretty much just came out and said, the only reason people even think that we're going to win right now, especially with Kyrie being out, is because of me. This is who we have. What do you expect us to do? You can't do that. And he knows better than that. And he knows I'm interested to see if he comes out and he either tries to like, you know, better than that. Look at what happened to Ben in our team. The second doc, you don't think that it had something to do with Ben wanting out of here that right after that game, they asked Doc Rivers, do you think you can win with Ben Simmons as your point guard? And he says, I don't know. And then you ask Joe, what was the chain, the turning point of the game? And he says, when we had a layup, we don't take it. And we end up getting two free throws and we miss one like your best player and your coach pretty much name you without naming you mm-hmm. to the media. You don't think that does something. And now you have a guy who did, it didn't it did even do it without naming, physically named every single person in that starting rotation and said, you expect us to win. That's a, that's a that's one ugly. that is not what a, that's, that's he's never been. Conf- he's a phenomenal basketball player. One of the best ever He's going to go down as probably top 10. I, I would say skill wise never will go down as, as a leader for sure. He's no, never been a leader. Like he's and uh, not everyone has to be a leader. That's fine. But um uh, but yeah so that's yeah, that's but, the news. Yeah, but you also need of... to
1: I mean you also have to have enough of a mind to know when to shut your fucking mouth.
0: Yeah, like that that there's nothing that, that. That, that, that was just that dude, that was just
1: tempers just boiling over and, and him just being absolutely fed up with the situation. Like yeah, you I mean that's you what can that be mad. Like you can be
0: mad and you can be a hundred percent right, but you can't say it. No. You can't say it. Not that. at all. Not at all. You gotta go out to battle with these guys. Yeah. And now how much are they gonna want to play with you? <laughs> So Fuck you. that's so that's what I got from the NBA. I don't know if you have anything. Of course not. Um, I did miss something from the NHL. It doesn't make me happy because they're in our division. But the New Jersey Devils are currently riding a 10 game winning streak. Ew. They started the season, I think, either zero and three or whatever. Or they got to three and three and then just rattled off 10 straight wins. Yeah. So that's wild. Um, Nothing really in the NFL outside of just really quarterback stuff from place to place. Carson Wentz still not ready. So Heineke is going to get another start. Um, the Saints are going to continue to stick with Dalton uh, instead of Red James Red Rifle. Really, it's you know that's a dilemma there because it's just a choice between two bad options, which is good for us because we have their pick. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I mean, right now we're sitting at the number four pick with, with their number pick.
0: four pick with with an eight and one record and leading eight, the dude and eight and one leading record leading the having the number
1: four pick in the draft. Yeah,
0: remember how many times I've you don't see it often, but you see it in sports, and you're just like, God damn, like the rich get richer like they're already this good and they got someone else's pick and they're gonna high, get a high pick and now that could be us um and also uh deshaun watson finally uh practices for the first time he's still got two games left to serve on his suspension and then it's uh gonna get interesting out
1: there and um oh god yeah cleveland's Cleveland. gonna be fucking weird
0: yeah, um it's, only it's gonna
1: only thing that i have is um world cup Uh, So the U.S., obviously, I mean, we have a young team going into the World Cup. First time we have a team going to the World Cup since uh, the early 20-aughts, I believe. Um, And, like, the big thing about what they're doing right now is their logo. So, I mean, you have, obviously, I mean, saying USA, and then it has, I mean, looks looks like, I mean, 13 stripes, obviously, for the flag or whatever the case may be. So they have, it's all prided out. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, so it's all, I mean, it's all pride colors. And and the big thing about it is that um, the players will be like, look, we're Americans. We're, we have people coming from all over the world to be here. People from every race, every country, every creed, every sexual orientation, it, all of it. It doesn't fucking matter. We're all American. Like, I mean, and this is all about being inclusive. So yeah. this is why we're doing this. And, yo, they're making a statement, especially in the World Cup, with the World Cup being in a place like Qatar, which is... Qatar is one of those countries, you know what I mean, in the Arab world who have a very, very vile and disgusting way of looking at the LGBTQ community.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I personally, I love this little, you know what I mean, sidekick, you know what I mean, fuck you thing. And, yeah. I mean, look, dude, I'm, I'm hoping they go far anyway just because, you know, what I mean, World Cup is just, World Cup is actually a lot of fun to watch. Even if you're not a big soccer fan, because I'm not a big soccer fan at all. I love yeah. the World Cup. I love the Women's Cup. Women's World Cup yep. is like some of the best soccer that I've ever watched in my life. So yep. but um not nah, man that's cool.
0: all I have. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. And uh not, nothing super duper major out of out of baseball yet. Uh Rizzo did resign with the Yankees. Thank goodness it was a two horse race between them and Houston, so I'm just happy that Houston didn't add yet another weapon. <laughs> but um, Let us stay with really the Yankees all... so they
1: can go ahead and choke choke on it.
0: And uh, before we take you out, we are up to our hot take of the week. We do have to revisit the last ones. I came a little closer this time, but unfortunately, my last hot take of the week did not go well because I predicted that the Brooklyn Nets would get their 10th uh, loss before they got their fifth win, which did not happen because they are sitting at 6-9. and nine. They could very well be 6-10. and 10. I'd only be a game off, but I was still wrong.
1: So I'm now 0-2 uh, on the hot take of the week. And I am also 0-2. Oh, I don't remember takes. what yours was. Mine was the union winning the championship.
0: Oh, yeah. You fucked up. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. And new hot take of the week. And I am ready. And this one is hot, and I've been dancing around. So I started in football. I went to basketball last week. This week I'm doing hockey. Uh, and I have the and I'm picking our team. I have the Flyers upsetting the 14 and two Bruins in Boston. I just think that the, I just think it's a real possibility that Boston could overlook us because they are fourteen and two. We are having all sorts of struggles and injuries, so I feel like this is a game where even though they hate us, they could overlook us, think that all they need to do is just show up and they'll win. Um, so I think
1: that the Flyers will upset the the fourteen and two Bruins. Nice. Um, I haven't really thought about this much, but uh, I I mean, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Eagles because you know, I mean, obviously, football is much more of my much more of my forte. But um look, the Eagles are going to be playing against the Indianapolis Colts uh this Sunday coming up and I feel like we are like the defense needs to show a lot in this game. So my my wild prediction is that we are going to the deep, the, deep, the the rushing defense is going to allow under 75 yards. Under 75 y- yards rushing. Under 75 yards rushing total to Jonathan Taylor. Total. total total. The entire team to-
0: so a team with Jonathan Taylor, who can go off for two hundred on his own, we're going to hold him to under seventy-five. Yep. Well, that's as hot a take as you can get. See what you, see what you did to me? You just knocked me back to being eleven again. But all
1: right. But yeah, man, that's I what like I got. Because dude, yo, I, dude, I said it two weeks ago. I was terrified of this Commanders game being. Well, no, I I think I said the Houston game was going to be the um, the trap game. The trap game. It ended up you being. You'd be looking forward to the. Yeah. Yeah. Commanders Monday yeah, night, not even yeah, thinking about this fucking yeah. Thursday night bullshit. Yeah. So yeah. nah, dude. No. Nah. Now with the commanders, look, that was absolutely the trap game. We got it done. We got it out the way. We're still eight and one. We're still number one in the league, number three in the power rankings. Let's fucking go.
0: I mean, I don't disagree with that excitement. So let me just tell you where you can reach out to us and uh give us your thoughts and opinions. You can get uh you can email us at phillygrit seven at gmail.com. You can also find us on twitter at philly grit seven or on instagram philly grit seven uh, those are the best places to reach us we do not have a facebook we will not have a facebook and uh yeah so so those are the three that we're going to be rocking with so yeah please you know drop by let us let us know give us some of your hot takes of the week let us know if there's anything that we that we missed that you wanted us to cover or you know anything like that and and i should sure look- do so
1: I do I do appreciate everybody sticking with me with the way that my voice sounds and my congestion and me battling this bullshit that I got that I'm going on right now so try my best to go ahead and give y'all that nice sweet sultry voice you're used to. We'll we'll, we'll be back there soon friends, I promise. Yeah, you don't But until then, man. Andy. Stay ready, baby. Stay ready y'all. Be good, man. Love you. Good.